hello. Hi. Hello. Oh, thanks, Sid, for joining us. I thought you were just going to sit on your phone the whole You're time. You're welcome. I'm gracing you with my presence. Mm, still on your phone, though. I'm looking at something, okay? That's all right. You're forgiven. <laughs> um, hello, everyone. Welcome to We Watch Movies and Then Talk About Them, your favorite Ari Aster News podcast. In today's edition of Ari Aster News, uh, Midsummer has been moved up from the end of August to the first weekend in July. So let's just uh, get a little praise be, oh, praise be, <laughs> about uh, the fact that we will now be seeing Midsummer like almost two months earlier. Almost Yay. like we'll be seeing it in midsummer. <gasps> Even though summer starts in August, right? No. <laughs> or does autumn start in August? <laughs> when do the seasons start? The summer starts in June. Yeah. And it ends in September. Oh. Well, then I was right. <laughs> August is summer. Yes, but summer does not start in August. Um, in other news, uh, Midsummer looks really good. Yes, it does. And that will conclude this episode of <laughs> We Watch Movies and Then Talk About Them, your See favorite ya, Ari Aster news podcast. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Midsummer is the upcoming film from the director of Hereditary. And Becca is incredibly excited to see Midsummer. So excited. She can't you wait. You can't tell by my voice. Oh, you think it looks good. <laughs> I do. I mean, the colors look good. I just think that it's a movie that I will hate for the first three times I watch it and then come around to it on the fourth time, maybe a little. <laughs> when we peer pressure you into liking it. Yeah. Yes. So for all those everyday movie watchers, you have to get through something at least three times before you can. That's true. Before you'll like it. So your homework, <laughs> all of you out there, is to go watch Suspiria four times. And then you can be a real arty movie watcher. Arty movie watcher. Arty. <laughs> Um, no, that's, I mean, and don't worry, folks, we most definitely will be doing an episode <laughs> on Midsummer when it comes out. I'm very confident in that. And I'm sure that we'll see it in theaters at least twice. At least twice. <laughs> Except for, um, in other movie watching news, before we get into the topic of discussion today, uh, we canceled our Cinemia. That we did. I'm probably going to cancel mine. Yeah, we just, uh, I just... Because I, I tried to email them a couple of times, heard nothing back. They wanted my government ID for some reason. And I was like, there's no reason for you to have that. But they had locked me out of my account without it. So I just did a chargeback. And I got half my money back because I used the service for six months. So Seems fair. And like two, I did this a little while ago. It was like 10 or 12 days after... I filed the chargeback with my bank. I got an email from Cinemia that was like, your account has been suspended because you did a chargeback. I'm like, you mean to tell me for these last 10 days I could have been trying to use this thing? <laughs> but I didn't. So now we are officially only Cinemark Movie Club members, but we are, we're looking, folks. We're, we're looking to get into a polyamorous relationship with some movie <laughs> ticket subscription <laughs> services, all right? That's all I'm saying. Which we actually really like Cinemark Movie Pass. Oh, it's great. I wish yeah. we had an AMC by us. Yeah. Like I know you have to pay like basically full price every m for a movie, for well, but Cinemark with the, with but the discount yeah. on concessions. And it's just nice to like go in the app and just like oh I have 
Well, yeah, that's the thing is I like that. I like that it like it rolls over. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we still pay for a movie every month, but it doesn't doesn't feel feel like like it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, uh, I just heard some news come out that Adam, the popular ticketing app and uh, competitor to Fandango, has announced that they will be offering subscription services for movie chains, right? So they themselves won't have one, but if movie chains want to, like if theater chains want to collaborate with them, then they have announced that they will handle the front end and the billing and all of that. So basically, hopefully for the Utahns out there, we're hoping that Megaplex uh, jumps on board with this Adam subscription thing because I actually really like the Adam app. You can order concessions on there and just go pick them up. It's cool stuff. Um, but that would really make my day is if we could have Cinemark and Megaplex. Except for that doesn't cover for the edge cases when we have to go like up to Salt Lake to see something. Which is apparently what's going to have to happen if High Life ever comes to Utah. Ever. Because right now there are no scheduled showings at any point. And I really want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Me too. Want to see me some Robert Pattinson because Becca won't watch Good Time with me again. Give it like three months and I'll watch it again. Oh, it was like three months since we watched it. We'll exactly. watch Twilight with you. No, that's not there the same thing as Good Time. New Moon? New Moon. <laughs> Eclipse he's, is the best He's one. more gross in New Moon. Yeah. Than just when so he's so like, sweaty. He like steps out in the sun. Ew. <laughs> he's so white and hairy. <laughs> we still love him. Um, everybody else, your homework out there as well is to go and listen or watch. Not listen to <laughs> <laughs> i made a mistake folks that was so silly go out and watch good time starring robert pattinson very good it's a good time that was really funny yeah he doesn't have a good time though it's a sad movie <laughs> <laughs> but he does great in that movie oh, he's amazing he's oh. so good yeah that's i mean i know that we had the freaking uh, whatever Churchill, with the, the darkest hour. What's his name? Oh, Gordon Ramsay. No, Go- <laughs> Commissioner Gordon. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> I know we had that, and that was a fine. That was a good performance. He did a good job. But uh, Robert Pattinson was super snubbed that year at the Oscars. Should have at least gotten a nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently the Oscars know nothing about acting. Actually, no, they gave it to Olivia Coleman. So. We're going to get on track here, folks. Welcome <laughs> to episode 26 of We Watch Movies and Then Talk About Them, the only podcast on the internet where we watch a movie and then talk about it. There are other podcasts on the internet where people may watch movies and then talk about it, but this is the only one where we do that thing. So, today we will be discussing the 1999 multi academy award winning classic directed by the wachowski brothers the matrix i built that up but the title's right i mean if you clicked on this you know what we're talking about i don't know why i tried to be like oh what are we talking about what's it gonna be (laughs) is the matrix you clicked on this episode (laughs) uh yeah we watched the matrix Becca and Sid had never seen The Matrix. Mm-mm. Becca's convinced that she had. Been. Well, <laughs> after really watching think. it, I know I haven't, but I swear I've seen this movie on my shelf at home. But I guarantee you haven't. I'm sure I haven't. My parents would not allow this movie in my home. <laughs> <laughs> Becca's such a rebel watching The Matrix Ooh. at yeah. 22. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Jeez. 
yeah, we watched The Matrix. We wanted to do a sci-fi movie. So we did The Matrix, and it was fun. Guys, what did we learn today watching The Matrix? I hate to say, I, I accidentally fell asleep for a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a reflection, a direct reflection of the movie, but it is the thing that happened while we were watching the movie. Well, here's the thing. The most important things that we learned, Becca, I know you were awake for, okay? Okay. What did we learn? This is a pop quiz. Uh, we learned that leather makes butts look good. Leather <laughs> is good. We learned that leather is good, folks. But it also only exists in not real life. Yeah, only in the Matrix. So, really, what we're going at here is that if you have the choice to live in or out of the Matrix, think of the leather. I would totally live in the Matrix. Oh, yeah. I mean, out of the Matrix sucks. Well, let's give the let's give the newbies a little bit of a rundown here, right? For those of you who have not seen the Matrix, um, I mean, it's what twenty years old at this point. That's yeah. crazy. This is a twenty year old movie. Jeez. Um, it is the story of a hacker expert man named Neo. He is a hacker man in the world, and then one day Lawrence Fishburne shows up. And hacks him right out of the real world. You know what I mean? He just unplugs him. Turns out that alien, not aliens, robots. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that robots uh, became sentient. We gave them artificial intelligence. And big surprise, surprise, they skynetted us. They uh, turned all evil and stuff, so we blacked out the sun. I don't know how we did it. Maybe nuclear weapons of some sort. Uh, but no way to know. Uh, we blacked out the sun because they were reliant on solar energy, but the robots but, were smart. Like smarter. so are we. Like if we don't have the sun, well, we also Becca, die. we can. We've we've we just uh, grew plants on the International Space Station. That's that's a real thing. Okay, how does that help us? Well, then here they can grow the cows on Earth. <laughs> to make the leather. <laughs> to make oh, the leather. Oh, right. It's all about the leather. <laughs> so, uh, so after blacking out the sun, the uh, robots were like, well, I'll show you guys. And they uh, captured all of the humans, put them in little uh, incubation pods, and used them as batteries. They just charged themselves off of the heat energy created by humans' metabolisms. And then when a human would die... They'd liquefy them and intravenously inject them into the other humans. So they're all cannibals. Um, I missed all of that. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Well, Becca's going to have an odd perspective on this movie. Then. Was that explained at the very beginning? No, it was during no. the rebirth sequence. Remember when Neo when like wakes up gooey. in the pod and he's all gooey and then he slops yeah. down the birth canal to the pool of placenta? <laughs> I didn't realize that was liquefied human. It's metaphorical, Becca. Well, that, no, no, it actually is liquefied human, but the whole <laughs> birth scene is... Well, sure. Yeah. But I didn't realize the fluid was liquefied human. Everything else I understood, just not the whole... Oh, Yeah. Yeah, okay. That was when uh, Morpheus talked about it when he was like, I saw the fields and I saw the babies being fed the humans. Okay, yeah, that was the part that I was falling asleep in. Oh, that's I, okay. I do remember falling asleep during that part. Well, okay, <laughs> so then Neo uh, downloads a bunch of karate programs onto his brain 
uh, becomes super good at karate, goes in back into the Matrix uh, for some reason to go see the Oracle. After going to see the Oracle, they get betrayed by Cypher, who's a dick. Uh, but they turn it around. Morpheus gets captured. They go rescue Morpheus. And Neo finds out that he's the one after being told that he is not the one. He does some backflips. He gets shot a few times. He uh, comes back from getting shot. He stops the bullets and uh, kisses Trinity. And his name is Neo, not Neil. Every time they said Neo, it sounded like Neil. And I was like, that's a dumb name. This, for this, movie's, this movie's a lot better if you think his name is Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of feels more fitting for just like a computer yeah. hack. Sitting Neil, in his bedroom. Neil is an accountant, not a programmer. <laughs> I could see it. Just like some guy stuck in his room, just like hacking things. Hi, I'm Neil. <laughs> but his real name is Thomas. Like... Oh yeah, that was pretty dumb. <laughs> why? Why would you change your name from Neil to from Thomas to Neil? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> whatever. There's some backflips. There's some leather. There's some punches. There's some kicks. There's some more leather. Uh, there's some jumps. There's some guns. There's a moment where Neo wakes up and says, "I know kung fu." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a real line. <laughs> Neo, is- this is loco. <laughs> And also, also, a man born outside of the Matrix, uh, lives his entire life in the real world, uh, makes some airline jokes, even though he would have no way to have ever been on an airline. And I don't think that that's what they focused on in his training. Wait, so if he lives outside the Matrix, did he ever go into the Matrix? Nope. Okay. Remember, and he, he just can't. He just jacked him in and out. Yeah. Yeah. No, he couldn't. He doesn't have a connection. Okay. You got to have the plug on the back of your head. That's what I was thinking. I was just confirming. That's okay. That's understandable. Uh, so that's the Matrix. It's pretty cool. Um, overall, it's a fun movie. And I like it. But we're going to get some, some spicy, spicy hot takes. Don't burn yourself on these hot takes. Uh, Becca, what's your hot take for the parts of the Matrix that you saw? <laughs> Well, since I fell asleep, I feel like it's not going to be that hot. It's just going to be a little bit warm. Um, I liked it. I thought it was really fun. I mean, super cheesy. Oh, yeah. But I feel like cheesy movies are some of the best movies. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, the premise was really interesting, and I am, like, slowly getting more and more, like, really into sci-fi. Yes. <laughs> I think that's it's the awesome. Ga- that's the gateway to horror. <laughs> I got into sci-fi first and then horror, so okay, you're, on, you're well, on your way. I mean, I will watch most sci-fi movies at this point, I think. Horror, I will not, but oh sci-fi is so fun because you can get away with anything because it's sci-fi. In other in other related sci-fi news, uh, Dune began filming oh. uh, last week. I think it's gonna be good. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, so I mean that's pretty much it. Like it's like a fun, cheesy sci-fi action movie that is enjoyable to just watch on a Saturday night, like we did. Afternoon, but well, it's night now. It's late evening. It's evening. 
So, yes, I thought it was fun. Right on. All right, Sid, how did this movie stack up to Call Me By Your Name? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. How to compare. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Well, both have beautiful leads. Um, I thought you were going to say beautiful butts. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's some nice butts. uh, A lot more leather in this one. I think Call Me By Your Name would have been better if they were all just oh in gosh. shiny leather the entire just time. Just in the heat of Italy in the middle of summer. That'd be great. That's <laughs> just them walking down Gross. the street. How, how about the love story, though? You know, like Trinity and Neo, but how do they compare? I, you know, there's to... there's no the gay, so I don't know. I think it's fine, you know? I wasn't as invested in the love story in this one, but... Trinity didn't even... There was no love story until she was like, I love you. <laughs> Becca, you can't be dead. When you know, you. <laughs> you know, all right? It's just because they were the only two male and female no. around the same age Morpheus that were attractive. Was who were Tank was still Did you there? listen to they the other equal requirements? Tank, yes. was, Tank was attractive. Yeah, but he wasn't like a baddie. He wasn't. It's not his fault. He, he was said, born in the room. What do you mean not a baddie? He said loco. Right. He <laughs> said loco. He got electrocuted half dozen times. And even the big brother, he's like, and then he gets electrocuted and he dies. And then the other guy dies. Everybody else got electrocuted died except for Tanky. You guys know about it. Yeah, but he's not the one. Mm. <laughs> My favorite part is at the beginning when uh, when the the directors are like, you can like see the director get in front of the camera and start like winking at you when Neo's friend shows up. And he's like, dude, you're my savior, my own personal Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. Is Neo some sort of Christ? I, 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 who knows? <laughs> oh, hot takes. All right. Uh, back to my hot take. Um, I liked it. Uh, I think... Andrew's comments and uh, yeah, horny comments really enhanced it for me. <laughs> I wish everybody could have just seen oh, Andrew man. the entire movie. He was having a good time trying to high five me for <laughs> good butt. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to high five you for shiny leather in general, not. <laughs> Although this specific instance of shiny leather, pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was good. I think, uh, I mean, it's when this was made, it was very different than movies now. Um, so there were some things that I didn't love about it, um, but like the fight scenes were all really fun. Just the whole premise was really interesting. Um, and love Keanu. Love him. How do you not? Beautiful, beautiful brown eyes. Just staring to them all day. We need to do just like a collective episode on all of the John Wicks, I think. Yes. Oh, that would be great. When, the, be really when the third one comes yeah, out. Yeah, when the third one comes yeah. out. It would just be us like talking through every scene. Yeah, like, we'd just be like, oh my gosh, would he, <laughs> that pencil scene? And then we just like yell. And oh, then we'd be yeah. like, oh my gosh, and that, when the house explodes. <laughs> It'd just be us screaming. It'd have to be more like just a watch through where we just watch it and comment. Yeah. Well, we would do like a podcast. like a mystery science theater thing. Yeah. We'd have to buy the rights to John. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't have that kind Never of scratch. Never mind. 
Maybe um, if we just ask Keanu nicely. Maybe. He seems like a reasonable guy. He seems like a really nice guy. <laughs> there's um there's a whole subreddit. Um it's like Keanu being something. Keanu being awesome mm-hmm. is the name of the subreddit. And it's literally just Keanu Reeves doing cool things. <laughs> <laughs> like donating to charity or like hugging a fan or like everything. It's so great. Um my hot take on the Matrix is that uh, Becca's overselling my commitment to the leather a little bit. She's making me seem <laughs> like a pervert. Um, and while the leather is very cool, um, the rest of the movie is also very cool. Uh, this movie flies by. It's like there's a lot of things to like about this movie. And um, I think I thought less of it going into it than i did coming out of it like it's actually it's a very competently made movie and i'm always a big proponent of you have to rate a movie based on what it's trying to do rather than like in comparison to every other movie ever so like this wasn't trying to be like the thin red line you know what i mean yeah it's just trying to be oh freaking awesome (laughs) tie into thin red line Ooh, the guy who plays mouse is in thin red line that's hardly fair everybody is in thin red line okay well i just little trivia fun in there thank you he had You're a welcome. he had a busy 1999 those were probably his only two movies <laughs> poor kid he probably died in thin red line too um he he got killed so unceremoniously in this movie he deserved better um no this movie is i think this movie is interesting though it's uh it was made at a a very interesting time in american i I guess world history rather than just american history this is just an interesting response to a lot of the anxieties surrounding technology around y2k um for those of you who uh don't know what y2k is um, we might have some younger listeners out there. I don't know. Becca doesn't remember Y2K. I was four years old. That's what I'm saying. It's okay. <laughs> you were four. Um, well, we have people born after 2000. I just realized this the other day. People born in 2000 are 19. That's crazy sauce. Isn't that weird? Uh, that's weird. That's super gross. Anyways, um, for those of you who don't know, Y2K was, and it seems ridiculous now, um, but it was basically this fear that, uh, when the new year struck on January 1st, 2000, that it would like crash all of the computers because they didn't know how they, they wouldn't know how to render the date without like a 19 something basically. <laughs> I mean, it's more complicated than that, but that was basically, it was like the idea that like technology was going to crash at midnight on January 1st, 2000, because they wouldn't know how to like handle a new millennium. And it was actually a real thing. Like there, there was a lot of like, there's a basis in fact behind it. There was a lot of like coding and stuff that had to go on and updates and development that had to go into allowing computers to like sense the change, which is weird. It's, it's, I don't know. It's more complicated than I really understand. But point being uh, around this time, there was a lot of anxiety surrounding the rise of technology, uh, the rise of AI, uh, the 80s saw things like RoboCop and Terminator and things like that. And this is kind of the 90s version of one of those movies, I think, of the robots rebelling. And it's not really a 
I mean, we get something like Ex Machina these days, but even that is like the, the technology doesn't turn evil. It's almost like we've matured in our understanding of what artificial intelligence could entail and that like AI isn't automatically going to become evil. But you had things like this and then iRobot came out just like a few years after this, I think. Um, you had Minority Report around this time. Like all of these movies that dealt with the anxiety surrounding the advancement of technology and uh, I guess what would happen if we pushed it too far. And I think this movie is one of the more interesting representations of a possibility of that, right? It's really similar to Terminator and the whole like Skynet thing. It goes sentient and then decides to kill all the humans. But in this one, it's even more interesting because the robots only took us in as their food source because like we blocked out the sun which is not a smart move on our part but even Lawrence Fishburne says we don't know who fired first which it was probably the humans because we kind of suck <laughs> but I don't know watching this I was just I was like trying to put myself in the 90s mindset and like I said there's just a lot of a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear around technology at that time and I think this is a a very interesting response to that while also being like, I just saw Mission Impossible. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so good job, Wachowski Brothers. This one's good. Why are they called the Wachowski Brothers? Because it's two brothers with the last name Wachowski. Why are the Cohen Brothers called the Cohen Brothers? No, they're sisters. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, okay. One of them is um, transgender into a woman. But, hmm. I don't know. Okay. Well, I guess that's their name. It's how they're credited. Yeah. Literally as the Wachowski brothers. I don't know. Okay. Well. Uh, this movie also won four Academy Awards, <laughs> which I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, sound editing, sound mixing, visual effects, and editing. So, oh, this was before. So they had, back then they had best sound and best effects, sound effects, editing. Mm. So... They've uh, kind of changed those into sound editing and sound mixing mm -hmm. these days, but interesting. Which is funny because the sound was one of the things that we kind of mocked as the movie went <laughs> yeah. through. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, there's a few really egregious examples. Like at the very beginning, when Trinity is running away and she dive bombs through the window, the window shattering sound is just like it just sounds like a copy pasted MP3. Like, <laughs> it's just so bad. Um, and then when Neo pulls the gun off of the rack and just <laughs> like just from him handling it, because that's the sound guns make, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. We just we we found ourselves making fun of this, but there were other times when the sound is awesome. I think of when Neo gets woken up and like the metallic liquid goes inside of his mouth. And it almost like garbles his voice from like a scream into like a dial-up signal. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought that was really cool. That was a pretty cool scene. Did like, you see it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was awake for that one. <laughs> it was after that that I fell asleep. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> but yeah. And the visual effects are good. Mm -hmm. I mean, 20 years old. They're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. And the editing was surprising. Here's the thing. This movie is pretty competently made. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's cheesy, and yeah, it's over the top, and it's even hard to say that the performances are bad, though, because it, 
You just have to like watch it understanding that it's 20 years old. Yeah. Not even that. Like it was almost like they saw Keanu Reeves act in a movie and then the directors were just like, okay, everybody, this is what we're doing. All right. We're stone faced. We're emotionless. We're uh, monotone. That's what we are all doing. And they just like built a world around it. Um, and honestly, standout performances from Hugo Weaving, who is incredible, and Lawrence Fishburne as well, I think, does a very, very good job in this. Mm-hmm. But Hugo Weaving steals the show as Agent Smith. That scene where he's uh, interrogating Morpheus, and he's like all up in his face. The look on his, he just looks like a maniac. And his like bottom teeth, like his his jaw i don't yeah. know it just like is creepy and he doesn't really look human he does such a, he's i mean he's not but well he yeah <laughs> but like as a human acting as a robot he doesn't look like a human he does such a good job i don't know and the physical acting it's all there this is a very well-made movie yeah even though it's very over the top what else do you guys like what did you what, what stood out to you well there were a few times with the camera work that there are a few things that I liked and then they did it too many times and then I hated it. Um, they would use like sunglasses to <laughs> <laughs> the reflections in Morpheus's eyes. Yeah. Well, not just hit like all of them. They would just use like small, they would use mirrors and sunglasses and everything to show like perfectly clear images of the reflection. But like they looked a little bit off and, the first couple times I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, that's a good way to show both people in the same image, in the same scene. But then they kept doing it, and it just bugged me. And every single time it happened, it just, like, really pulled me out of the movie. And I was like, okay, here we go. It's no Black Swan. No. With the reflections. No. <laughs> All right. What about you, Sid? What, what stood out to you here? Uh, or what didn't you like? I mean, I don't care. Probably the, my only complaint is I feel like the beginning is very slow. And I don't know. It just feels like it takes a long time for it to get like any real action. I feel like the exposition is... I mean, it's a confusing movie, so they had to use a lot of exposition to explain it. What? But it's literally Morpheus sitting down and being yeah. like... This is the Matrix. You are living in the Matrix. You are a slave to the Matrix. Would you like to no longer be said slave? (laughs) So, like, I don't know. I just think, like, like the second act is just really slow. And I just, you know, because, like, it's a post-apocalyptic world. And, like, all these characters are just kind of, like, going through life. They're not really having fun. It's just, like, it's that second act is just not super fun. Um, but then like once they get into like the mission or whatever and, uh, all the fighting, then it gets awesome. And I don't know. I like, I just feel like I care more when something's happening, you know, rather than when they're just like talking about the food that they're eating for two minutes. So it's not just the food. He's (laughs) talking about the girl in the red dress. I know. I feel like, also, I didn't feel like um, Neo's reality was popped as much as I wanted it to. Like, I didn't feel like he was just this hacker and then all of a sudden the world wasn't what he thought it was. 
like I don't know. I think they were trying to go for that and then it just didn't feel Well, he's the one. He's supposed to accept it all, right? Well, yeah, but I wanted to feel more like, oh, here's this regular dude who just doesn't fit in with his life and is confused and is looking for something or whatever. And then all of a sudden, what? Like, my life isn't real? I'm in the Matrix? Like, and I didn't have that moment. Yeah, it seemed like he had done maybe like a lot of prior research because he, he knew of the Matrix. Because mm-hmm. that's all they said is like, do you want to know what the Matrix is? Do you want to know what it is? He's like, uh, yeah, tell me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, like, I had no reason to expect him to be like, oh, yeah, I just met this stranger guy and I'm going to take a pill that will never let me come back to my life as I know it. Like, I I don't know. I didn't feel like he had enough reason to do that. Yeah, he was very trusting of the random string that showed up on his computer yeah but not of the like official agents that were like we need your help he's like sitting there and all of a sudden on his screen it's like follow the white rabbit and he sees a girl with a tattoo and he's like oh i'm gonna go to this sleazy club (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like just like a few things in the beginning which i don't even know how it would have uh been different to make it better because obviously you want to get to all the cool fighting scenes but it just like didn't hit it for me in the beginning that's fair i mean the standout here is the world and the fighting scenes right oh yeah yeah and maybe you guys are right maybe they take i don't know i i really like the world i i don't know that i agree that it's it's too slow i i kind of like it i feel like it gives us a chance to live in it a little bit i would agree with the whole like he his motivations are weird for sure Mm -hmm. like he does it because he is the main character. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I don't feel like I understood him as a character until as Thomas Anderson. Yeah. He doesn't really have an identity outside of being the one. And even when they're like, you're not the one, we know he's the one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, even if they like, if the first whole sequence with Trinity, like, they didn't need to start the movie with that if they just started it with like a regular guy who hates his job and gets into hacking and learns all this weird stuff on his computer that'd be cool yeah they wanted to start it out with that awesome shot of her in the air and then the camera does a a 180 around her and she (laughs) kicks the guy plus the freaking scene where the agents show up and the lieutenant is like no don't give me that jurisdiction crap because we sent two units and he's like no, Lieutenant, your men are already dead. This <laughs> <laughs> is awesome. It's great. Yeah, it, it, it's all right. <laughs> but, and it does suffer. I mean, we talked about this while we were watching it, but it does suffer a little bit from like bad things happen because people act like morons. Like, they had plenty of time to get all three of them out of that phone in the subway. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. But Trinity is like, the Oracle told me <laughs> that I would fall in love. Well, it's not even there that she says it. Yeah. She's just like, everything the Oracle said has been fulfilled except this. And then she like goes and grabs it's the like, phone. Do like, she doesn't really say need it. to spend two minutes saying that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just wait. Yeah. Like, they, could, they had plenty of time to get all three of them out. But yes. they needed Neo to... Have that super cool fight. Super cool. He just picks the bullet out of the air 
<laughs> Freaking dope. When he's fighting Agent Smith and he's just like total blank face and he's just, just like puts just one puts one hand behind his back. And <laughs> that was pretty awesome. <laughs> and then he jumps inside him somehow. Oh yeah. All right. Okay. I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's Matrix. You can do what you want. I guess so. Right. Well, that's what I was saying the whole time. I was like, it's not real. So can't they just like change anything but no one got it until neo finally got it yeah uh the other thing that that bothered me significantly more than previous watches because i haven't seen this movie for several years it's probably been four or five years since i've watched this um it's just the like intense fetishization of guns we need guns. No, but like a little, like a lot, like so many of the like slow motion scenes of the shells falling and like, this is just a little uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I like, uh, here's the thing. I obviously like fight scenes and even something like John Wick, like he just goes around popping dudes okay. in the face. Yeah. Like that's a very gun friendly movie, but this felt like. It's just, yeah. Cause like, like, especially like in that helicopter scene, one is just like raining Ke- yeah. and it just makes it seem like so beautiful yeah but like, yeah i mean like yeah. it was a cool shot but also it's like ooh, this was at a time when guns were not good well right? this no, is guns were good this is like this was uh, i'd have to fact check this but this was supposedly like the inspiration for the for columbine it was like the, the oh, kids yeah the kids that did it saw this and that's like why they wore big trench coats to and so like watching it knowing that it's like i kind of see it like yeah Yeah. so it is i don't that and that's uh, maybe i'm just being a bit of a snowflake but (laughs) that was the one thing that watching this i was just like oh that's a that's a little unfortunate little (laughs) and the fight scenes are cooler than the guns anyway yeah i think yeah like there's that scene where neo's like guns a lot of them and there's just like <laughs> millions <laughs> that just like encompass them way more than you could even like carry. and he picks up like six yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that took processing power to render all of those guns yeah. in that little simulation room like you could have just given them a suitcase <laughs> um also if that was a possibility then the the freaking squad team whatever went in so unprepared every like they could just go in and be like oh i'm bringing a bazooka this time like (laughs) i know that's like i wanted things to be more crazy and weird because it would be if the matrix existed yeah it's almost like they didn't explore it to its full extent well then you would love the sequels but i thought you said they weren't that good they're not that good but they get wacky (laughs) There's this incredible scene where they have, uh, it's like a fight scene on top of semi trucks that are going down the highway. Ooh, it's so that cool. That sounds cool. It's so cool. <laughs> so that was really the that was the main thing is there was like during the lobby scene specifically and the helicopter scene. I was gonna mention that one as well, like Sid did. Well, because the lobby, like there was like five guys and yeah. it took like ten minutes. <laughs> room is and just so many bullets. Well, but again, it's it was the way that it was filmed, right? It was like the the shells falling were almost like eroticized. It was yeah. so weird. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I mean, I like fight scenes. I just don't love guns, and I don't. Yeah. I didn't love that it made the guns look so sexy. I guess. 
Yeah. Stick with the leather, guys. <laughs> it's healthy to find leather sexy. It's not <laughs> healthy to find bullet shells sexy. It's true. That's more of an aside comment. There's a whole debate there to be had. And like I said, maybe I'm just being too much of a snowflake. But I just, like, as soon as I saw that scene, I just, like, had Columbine pop into my head. And I was just like, Ugh. Ooh, Yikes. No, thank you. So, uh, watch this movie because it's awesome, but do not uh, use it as inspiration. <laughs> nope. It's, uh, I don't, uh, if, if that needed to be said, I've said it now, right? <laughs> Thank you. Both in massive shootings and creating AI that will enslave us. Oh, yeah. Yes. Don't do either don't of do those that. things. Uh, programmers, you're not exempt from this when you're doing all your machine learning stuff. Don't create a sentient AI that wants to murder us all. Or not murder or us. Or some separate reality us. that we can jump in and out of. Here's the thing. <laughs> the Matrix is dope. And it is pretty cool. <laughs> this is the other discussion that I want to have. Is the Matrix... Uh, thought experiment, right? The Matrix is real. Do you? Would you prefer to just live in the Matrix? Or do you want to be savior of humanity and take down the robots? Do I get to wear leather and kiss Keanu Reeves? That's only in the Matrix. <laughs> That's true. See, all the cool but things she gets to kiss happen in the Matrix. In real life. Okay, so oh, no, take only, leather out of the equation. And only the people who knew about the real world got to wear leather. I just would want to be in the Matrix. I Dude, mean, I kind of agree with you. It's just like a depressing world. And if I could just have a normal life and not have to worry about the fact that That's what I said. I'm robot food. Yeah. <laughs> the freaking the Agent Smith. Not a good dude. All right. Bit of a hard ass. Don't like him. <laughs> but you even heard him. He's like the first time we tried this, we made it a perfect paradise. But your brains rejected it. Like it's not like they like they tried to do right by us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they tried to give us a. Uh, a real world you know what i mean if i live in the matrix right now don't unplug me morpheus if you're listening don't unplug me <laughs> yeah i do not want to find out that i'm actually kind of part robot and have weird holes in my body except for the exception being if you do unplug me load up my brain with all the cool crap and just shove me right back in <laughs> yes right agree if i can start zipping around like freaking superman because that's what <laughs> neo does at the end he literally just like blasts off like superman if if i can make that happen uh yeah yes but see that can only happen in the matrix so if that's what i'm saying you're so, in the matrix it's just the idea like just believe you can do it i'm saying so it. pop so, me just, pop me out expand my consciousness open my third eye throw me back in <laughs> yes that's what i want i would be okay with that that'd be super that cool. would be the blue pill right can you, no <laughs> you have to take the red pill and then well but the blue pill you like learn about the real world and then you wake up and you think it's a dream or something right no the blue pill is just probably a sleeping pill yeah probably. okay i thought you had learned something no that was like the i don't want anything to do with this pill okay yeah um because think about this right you're in the matrix and you're like superman right like you can dodge bullets you can do whatever you want let's say i have a few too many hot pockets <laughs> and i'm like dude i need to lose like 30 pounds <laughs> You just like think about it and oh, I'm slim. That'd be so cool. Be great. Yeah, I'd be into that. Can you imagine just dream logic applying, Ugh. but you never wake up? 
That'd be pretty cool. That That's why cool. I want to stay in the Matrix. Like the well, real no, but world you need is to, awful. You need to get out, have your brain all loaded up with the crazy training programs, and then get put back in. Just staying in the Matrix, no, you break even. You can do it in the real world. It's like Zoolander. <laughs> they load his brain. <laughs> I suppose that's true. <laughs> so, see, it happens in the Matrix, mm. too. <laughs> also, the timing at the end. The throw that EMP right as Neo gets back in. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Love it. And they try to make you think that he doesn't make it, or that he might not make it. You don't know, but obviously he made it. He's the one. Of course. <laughs> the only one. Now there's only four of them. They, they just go to Zion and get some more people. Yeah, I don't believe Zion exists. That's pretty anti-Semitic of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they never went to it. Well, yeah, they were a little busy. How am I supposed to actually believe that there's like a whole community of people surviving underground? Because Morpheus said there was. Yeah, but he might have his own agenda. Like, oh, you think Morbius is the bad guy? I don't know. Dude, now we have to watch two and three. <laughs> Why? Is he the bad guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta find out. I mean, I didn't feel like... I don't know. Never mind. What? Well, I was going to say, I don't really feel like the robots were that evil. But, I mean, they were. But, like you are saying, like, humans, nobody was harmed. Like, they at least gave them, like, this... if fake existence where they could at least feel happy so i'm saying let me say this right if these robots were real um republican congressmen would work their hardest to unplug from the matrix to get to the real world just to give these robots some tax cuts because <laughs> republican public uh, politicians love nothing more than giving tax cuts to organizations that just want to <laughs> suck the populace dry. <laughs> that was so hard to know. So Mitch McConnell somewhere is out there just stirring in his grave because I firmly believe he was replaced by a robot several years ago. And he's stirring in his grave. He's just trying to wake up so that he can go give these robot overlords some tax cuts. Because <laughs> these robots are no different from the giant mega corporations that are just trying to suck us dry right eat us alive and spit us out wow and that's what the matrix teaches us. that's what the matrix is about <laughs> the robots are boeing the robots are google they are electronic arts they are johnson and johnson that is who the robots are <laughs> But you just said that you were fine living in the Matrix. I mean, we do live in the Matrix. We're just being sucked dry by the corporations, right? And you're okay with it, I guess. Oh, I'm not okay with it. I told you I want to become Superman. Oh, well, you can't become Superman and live in the Matrix. Dude, can you imagine being just freaking amazing and then Google tries to come and sell you a phone? And you're like, no, dude, because I can fly. <laughs> I can just fly to whoever I want to talk to. <laughs> I don't need your phone. But I do need GPS. Here's the thing. <laughs> Flying as a superpower, super overrated. Oh, yeah. Because here's the thing. You you stick me in Nevada, right? And I drive in a straight line. My windshield 
covered in dead bugs. Yeah. I could not fly anywhere without just picking bugs out of my teeth. You'd have to have a full-on helmet. Iron Man, though, that's the way to go. Yeah. If I could get totally. a suit like that, then yeah. Yeah. Same with super speed. You, you, there's so many bugs. Yeah. And what happens if you, like, run through a scorpion farm or something like that? Ugh. Just imagine. <laughs> my aunt tagged me in this video on Facebook of this cafe in Cambodia where they, like only serve bugs it's called the bug cafe gross and it's just like spiders and scorpions and it's disgusting well andrew tagged me in a stupid video about spiders the other day and it was was awful it was great because it was like a bunch of spiders and they baby spiders yeah but they were big or they looked big at least well yeah they're like funnel web spiders Uh. i think because and the camera was like pretty close on them so you just see this like pile of spiders but then if you keep watching it pans over and you see this leg of an even bigger spider. The mama spider. It's great. <laughs> and then it shows the whole spider. And it's so awful. It's so bad. It's great. I don't like thinking about it right now. Do you guys now. know that spiders are getting bigger? What? Oh. They're evolving to get bigger. What? Yeah. Where did you find that out? Uh, It's like some Snapchat story. Oh, yeah. I believe that. What's oh, it called? That's the, like I think a, it's a dodo. Dude, every That's time I get on Snapchat... Which is very rarely. Sometimes they'll send me a notification and be like, so-and-so updated their stories. And it's always just a copy of their Instagram stories. And I already saw it there, but I check every time, just on the off chance. And then the first thing on that page, 100% of the time, is like, some Kardashian wore something super revealing. (laughs) We have one picture of it and then 50 pictures of useless (laughs) bullcrap. I mean, they don't say that, but that's what it is. So like I'm like, oh, Kardashian, what's up? And then it's like <laughs> 50 pictures of just like sandwiches. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Snapchat news is a sham. Spiders are getting yeah. smaller. I hope so. <laughs> I hope. Which spiders did they say? I don't know. Just like just all said, spiders? Yeah. What's well, like what what's it? Eight Legged Freaks? Dude, that's Ew. a great movie. Ooh, uh, <laughs> the, I hate that the movie. The chainsaw where he <laughs> sticks his legs through the grate and he and it just takes off the legs it's freaking great so gross i think that's what gave me my fear of spiders dude for me it was arachnophobia jeff bridges that's a freaky one that's a great movie we should watch that i chose to watch a lot of scary movies when i was really little like eight-legged freaks and volcano movies. eight-legged freaks is a comedy well yeah but when i'm like five years old i don't know how old i was when i watched it but it was terrifying and gave me a fear of spiders and then i watched like Dante's Peak and Volcano, and now I'm afraid of volcanoes. Those are great movies. They are great movies, but they gave me fears. Man. <laughs> so The Matrix. <laughs> oh, yeah. R- right. Oh, okay. We watched The Matrix today. There would be no spiders in The Matrix, right? Dude, no, them. because they said they tried to make a paradise, and they couldn't do it. Now, there's no spiders in the real world, so maybe it's not such a bad place. Huh. Think about that. Also, no cows. All the leather. <laughs> <laughs> you win some, you lose some. <laughs> well, all the leather, uh, the leather is already made. I don't need cows past that. Yeah, but all their clothes were like, they had a bunch of holes in them. Like they didn't have enough clothes. They only had one pair of clothes each. You don't know that. You didn't see their closets. Maybe they have lots of. Well, then they chose to wear the same pair of clothes every day. Uh, uh, we only saw them over like a day and a half. They probably didn't have time to change. Could have been longer than that. It's like been nine like a, months. A week. <laughs> <laughs> See, they only had one pair of clothes each. Oh man! All right, 
That brings us to our next item of business. We're going to do some trivia here. Uh, for those of you who don't know, trivia is where Sid um, handpicks the best of IMDb trivia, so you don't have to read it. <laughs> <laughs> and we go through it, and then after that, we're going to do uh, final thoughts, ratings out of 10, and we're going to put this movie right on the Weston scale with every other movie that has been watched where we watch movies and then talk about them. All right. Um, so starting out, um, legendary Hong Kong stunt coordinator Wu Ping Yun. Oh, yeah. Um, he refused to do the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. <laughs> that was great. Um, like, he got the script and he liked it, but for some reason he just didn't want to do it. So he, like, was trying to make it so the Wachowskis would just be like, okay, never mind. So he, like, asked for, like, a huge fee. Um, and they were like, yeah, cool. He's like, wait, I didn't want to do this. Uh, and then he was like, okay, but I'm completely in charge of all the stunts. And they were like, okay. And he was like, okay. And that was verbatim what happened. (laughs) Um, let's see. Um, so all the scenes that take place in the matrix have a green tint to them, uh, to kind of like look like a computer, I guess. Um, and then all the real world um, has tints of blue. So, I don't know. Do it that way, you will. I will m- maybe remember it. <laughs> it's like I knew it beforehand, and like in some scenes it's noticeable, but in other scenes you're just like, I don't know, it looks like something. It just so. looks like a smoggy city. Yeah. Like. It's just like you only notice it when it's like flipping between real world and the Matrix. Oh, okay. Any other scene you're just like, I don't know, it looks like anything else. It was pretty cool when Neo, like, all of a sudden everything changed to code instead of people. Uh-huh. And he, like, unlocked the code and could do anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, Will Smith was approached to play Neo. Yikes! Um... And instead, he did uh, Wild Wild West. So that's really stood the test of time. (laughs) (laughs) Although the royalties off of that song have got to be crazy for him. Probably he can't be disappointed. I started watching that a few months ago, and you see, Will's you see his balls like you see it. The whole package. I'm or just the balls. You see it like from behind. I'm pretty sure it's just the balls. But I'm just I was just like, huh. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> like at the beginning of 28 Days Later? Yeah. And it's like, like oh! It's like, okay. Okay, all right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you like want to see Will Smith uh, in his entirety. There you go. Um, in the first 45 minutes, Neo has 80 lines and 44 of them are questions. So, hmm. he's an inquisitive guy. Huh? Does that count? <laughs> what? Huh? Um... Let's see. Um, so it was all shot in Sydney, Australia. Um, and pretty much they just like had to make sets that look like trashy America because Sydney apparently doesn't look like trashy America. No, it doesn't. Sydney's quite nice. So good for them. I wish I could do that. Just um, go to Sydney or make yeah. trashy America? <laughs> uh, go to Sydney for my namesake. Sydney's, Sydney's cool. I get to go for free. Because that's my name. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I do. Sounds sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you try that with an airline. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> be like, mm, yeah, I got first class, and they'd be like, you don't even have a ticket. They're like, like I'm Sydney. I'm, I'm Sydney. going to Sydney. 
<laughs> they'd be like, oh, by all means. And then, like, put me in the, the cockpit. And they'd be like, there's like a whole plate full <laughs> of cities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like a nightmare. Can you imagine that? If, like, Virgin Atlantic did that one day, they're like, today is Sydney Day. Anybody <laughs> named Sydney flies free. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Can't wait for that day. What would you do in Sydney by yourself? Um, uh, get bit by a snake. You better go eat some meat pies. They're really good. Okay. Uh, a fun aside story. Uh, I went to a show at the Sydney Opera House, and I was super jet lagged, and I slept through the entire thing. <laughs> It was this really weird play. It, I, it might not have been that weird. I don't know. I think it was because I saw it in like five minute segments with like eight <laughs> minutes in between because I was trying to stay awake. <laughs> uh, but the opera house itself, very cool. The play, four out of ten. <laughs> For but the 40% that you saw. The meat pies, very good. And then immediately after we got some ice cream and it was very good. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> all right back to trivia um so in an interview the wachowskis said that they would take the blue pill because well duh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so prior to filming um keanu reeves had a two-level fusion of his cervical spine um uh, so basically like his legs were starting to get paralyzed do Jeez. boys have a cervical spine <laughs> Yes, they do. <laughs> so then can boys get cervical cancer? <laughs> Is this a new thing I have to worry about? You haven't been checked yet? No. <laughs> oh my god. No reason to, I thought. Call your gynecologist now. <laughs> Dang, I have to get a gynecologist and health insurance. <laughs> oh man. Um... But so basically, like, um, because of that, there wasn't, like, a whole lot of kicking in his choreography. It was, like, a lot of arm stuff. Um, I mean, I would assume he's fine now. So. Does he do more kicking in John Wick? Uh, I feel like he I doesn't. I feel like he's always just, like, standing and, yeah. like, being awesome. Hmm. I don't know. Rob, being hmm? awesome. I don't know. I don't know. Can we get a GoFundMe going for Keanu Reeves' cervix? <laughs> We're going to save your cervix, Keanu. <laughs> oh, man. Um, visual effects takes up about 20% of the movie. That's it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that actually doesn't seem like too much. My favorite but... green screen is when we go to the cockpit and see them racing through the tunnels. Oh, yeah. And it just seriously looks like the old Microsoft screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so in the scene where they're like talking about food and Mouse says something about tasty wheat, um, for the German versions of it, uh, it was replaced <laughs> by sex crispies. <laughs> sex crispies? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that translates, but that's not a thing. <laughs> I don't know. I. I hope maybe someone who's from Germany can tell us what that means because we don't know. Let us know. Um, and 
Yeah, like the last one, the helicopter rescue took like six months to prepare. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much all my trivia. That's some good trivia. Thank you. We all learned something. That <laughs> tasty wheats translates to sex crispies. Sex crispies, part of a healthy, family-friendly breakfast. <laughs> Roll Tide. Um, all right, let's do this. Becca, your final thoughts and rating out of 10 for The Matrix. All right. Well, I mean, basically, like, my hot take. I thought it was really fun. There were a lot of things that I didn't like about it. Um, but overall, it's it's a movie that you can just, like, sit down and watch and just enjoy and not expect anything more than just two hours of fun. And it's great. Yeah. So for that, I will give it a 7 out of 10. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I thought this one was really fun. This is just kind of like, like the first time you watch it, like you kind of need to pay attention to understand what's going on. But anytime after that, you can just like put it on and watch some awesome fight scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it. I would probably give it a, like a 6.8. Cool. Um. Yeah, I like this movie a lot. It's really fun. It's enjoyable, and you really should just watch the sequels. Like they're not that good, but they're fun, and the fight scenes are still cool. Um, I like the world building here. I like the uh, like premise behind it. Yeah. Um. Again, you got to judge a movie based on what it's trying to do, and not against every other movie. Um. There is some clunky dialogue. Neo, this is loco. <laughs> That's so freaking great. I know kung fu. Ever know that word? Like loco? Who's saying loco? Yeah, he was he was born outside of the matrix and you got to assume that he was speaking English his whole life. Yeah, but this is okay. So maybe he's like 20 years old. This movie takes place in like 2199. Mhm. No one's saying loco past 95. <laughs> <laughs> Like 1995. You realize there's an entire population of Spanish speakers just in the world, right? Oh, gosh. Definitely say loco. (laughs) Yeah, but if they're all speaking English, like if he was. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. He was was raised speaking English very clearly. Anyway, it's a weird line of dialogue. In any case, the airline jokes, not great. The loco thing, not great. Uh, No, I I agree Uh, with Becca, though. I'm going to give this a seven. That rounds us out to what you say. Oh, I was just going to say, I was almost going to give it a 6.8, actually, but I was too lazy to, like, round or anything, so or, like, do anything different, so I was just like, eh, 7. <laughs> <laughs> that puts us at a 6.9? Yes. That is the lowest scoring movie on the Weston scale. That doesn't mean it's bad, though. No. it's have just, just done a lot of great movies. The worst movie that we've watched. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that. But it's good. It's I mean, it's still really good. Yeah. And you should watch it because it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And then go watch the Mission Impossible because. Oh, yeah. And we're just we're trying to watch movies that are not that we know are not tens. And we're not only going to do freaking Terrence Malick all the time. Like we don't just love every movie we see. Mm-hmm. Like we specifically chose movies that we really, really liked and knew yeah. would be really high. Yeah. So we're trying to watch some other ones as well. Yeah. For sure. Um, in other topics, very quickly, um, once again, your uh, reminder that Midsummer now comes out in the middle or the beginning of July. 
in midsummer. Yeah. Um, we went and saw Pet Cemetery. It was fine. I enjoyed it. I did, but eh. I mean, like other movies are better. <laughs> <laughs> it was not the greatest movie we've ever seen. <laughs> but it was. I mean, she was a creepy girl yeah so that was fun um in other news i'd also like to petition a24 for screenings of high life mm. in utah mm-hmm. i will go i will pay money to we see will it be there but right now i don't really have an option for that sid anything you want to talk about yes i watched brokeback mountain Ooh, how was it it was really good i want to see it i cried like a baby and then my roommate walked in <laughs> and she was like what are you watching <laughs> and then i cried some more um, I watched Boogie Nights. <gasps> How was that? It was so good. Like maybe I'll watch it tonight. I really liked it, and like I mean, like it's about porn, so like there were some parts that like I didn't enjoy, but <laughs> it was really good. Like I understand why like it's seen as Paul Thomas Anderson's like one of his best. Um, yeah, that one's really good. Um, and then I went saw Shazam, which was like okay. I did. I don't really understand why everyone's so gaga over it. I, I have no it, desire to see it. I thought it was fine in some points, and some points I was just like, so. Hmm. That's pretty much everything of note for me. Becca, anything you want to bring up? Um, I don't think we've watched any movies lately. I mean, I'm just, just that watching cemetery. documentaries. Anything, watched, anything worthwhile? I watched Tickled. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> it's about a uh, male tickling competition. What kind of tickling? Endurance tickling. Like literally just a guy gets strapped down and then three guys sit on him and tickle him. I thought, and it, was, I thought it was erotic tickling. Well, it's not advertised as erotic. It's advertised as like... But they're all rock hard the whole time? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> you can't... You don't see anything. I mean... That it's, we know of. You have to assume. It's four people with tickling fetishes, but they advertise it as like um, endurance competitions. And what are the prizes? Well, they get a lot of money. Like the people who are in the competitions get a lot of money. Dude, if you're paying me, I'll do that. No. <laughs> a lot of money to just get tickled? That's That's got to be the single easiest way to make money ever well no like honestly it's awful like watching it like the guys being tickled like are not enjoying themselves because tickling is like it's torture they're literally tied down well no for sure but as far as torture goes like (laughs) (laughs) well it's i mean a a lot of money is like you here's the thing like what are the rules can i just like sit there and scream my head off as long as i don't tell them to stop i think so but like these videos are not used for good things I don't care. Like the the competition is just like what they say they are. It's how, not actually what it's for. How much money? Well, the one guy said he made like two thousand dollars for one competition. That's not a lot of money. Well, it was a lot for him. That's what I was trying to say. Well, anyway, anyway. if it was like ten grand, I would do it. Well, don't do it. But yeah. It was really interesting, and I felt a little uncomfortable watching it, but it was interesting and weird. Really, really weird. Hmm. I don't know if I'd recommend it, but it was a documentary about tickling competitions. All right. I have one more thing I want to mention. Uh, 
this past week, the Criterion Channel launched, um, which has a good portion of, not the entirety of, but a good portion of the Criterion Collection streaming. Um, it's ten ninety nine a month. Uh, they have apps for Android, iOS, Apple TV, uh, Roku, and Fire Stick. Uh, right now I have not been able to watch anything because the app does not support Chromecast and I don't have an Apple TV or a Roku or something like that. So I got to figure out and I, I'm not just going to watch a movie on my computer because, Oh, that's why you were looking for the Apple TV. Yeah. Um, so if anybody wants to donate like an old Roku or <laughs> stick to us, have at it. Uh, because I really, there, I, I have like my whole wish list built of movies that I'm going to watch, but can't do it now because i'm not about to just watch them on my phone or my computer so until they get chromecast support or until i can like find an old apple tv or something like that i'm out of luck i actually think we might have an apple tv but i just have to look uh so yeah if you are into art house films if you're into foreign films um they have it's really excellent because they've basically taken the criterion collection and put it on a streaming service and i'm not just the movies but uh the movies are split up into what are called collections so you'll you'll search for a collection so you'll have like i don't know like Mulholland drive the collection so it has the movie it has commentaries it's got features like you get access to all of the cool perks from the criterion collection on the streaming service and then if you want to you can buy the physical version which i highly recommend because their physical versions are always excellent i've never i've never bought one that i was disappointed with um but yeah, so that launched this week. Like I said, ten ninety nine, or I think it's a hundred dollars for a year. Um, I got a charter subscription, so it's only nine ninety nine for me. But wow, well, um, yeah, it'll just—it's gonna actually save us a lot of money, I think, because I think it will stop me from blind buying Criterion movies, which I've done in the past. That's very good. And they're expensive, so <laughs> like what forty bucks a. If they're brand new, they're forty bucks. You can, it, you should never pay full price. They'll wait until they have their half off sale, which is like five times a year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's something to check out for those of you who are into. They they're not gonna have like Mission Impossible on there, right? It's not competing with Disney Plus or whatever it's called. It's it's for the cinema enthusiast. Um, but highly recommended because the Criterion Collection is great, and we should uh, support this kind of art. Uh, because you know they don't run on thoughts and prayers they run on money so we need to give them money to support them to continue to release amazing versions of great films that is my spiel as to why you should support the criterion collection also antichrist is on there so who knows (laughs) (laughs) you really want to go down that i'm not sure i don't know we'll see good luck who knows i want to watch uh dogtown first before I go into any other Lars von Trier. See, honestly, none of him, none of his interests me. He's, oh my gosh. I'm so intrigued by him. Everything I've seen really? from him, I mean, I've only seen two. I've only seen Dancer in the Dark and Breaking the Waves, but both are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Just totally, just such a unique filmmaker mm-hmm. and such a cool vision and voice that he brings to things. I just wish that he wasn't so over the top. Mm-hmm. But I'm intrigued by everything that he's done just because he's so like electrifying to me just watching his films is really energizing for me i guess i would say so that's that um i don't have anything else you guys nope nope all right you can find us at uh we watch or facebook.com slash we watch movies and then talk about them or 
on Instagram at movies we watch. Uh, you can slide into the DMs if you have any movies that you want us to cover. Uh, like Becca said, we're trying to open our horizons a little bit and not only cover uh, really obscure films that nobody has seen. So if you have a movie that you like that you want to hear us talk about, uh, similarly to how we did The Matrix, um, we're very open to it. So like I said, slide into the DMs. Uh, let us know what you want to hear us talk about, and we will do it because right now nobody's doing it. So do it before it becomes a perk of our Patreon in five years. <laughs> uh, again, that's facebook.com slash we watch movies and then talk about them or Instagram at movies we watch. Um, that's it. Oh, one more thing. I need to start remembering to do this. Um, please, if you like us, go drop us a review on iTunes. Um, we have a fairly small amount of listeners right now. We have like between 60 and 80 monthly listeners right now. And uh, so if even half of you just went and just dropped us a uh, five-star, four-star, whatever, just a review on iTunes, uh, that helps us get featured, helps push us up in search results, all that kind of stuff. So even if you don't want to go out and tell your mom about the podcast, just go drop us a review. It'll take you three seconds, and we would really appreciate it because it actually legitimately would help us expand our audience, which is what we are trying to do here. So uh, we thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll see you next week. I'm Andrew. I'm Becca. I'm Sid. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. See ya.